Something stuck out to me when I was looking through the reviews and reception for Mario Tennis Aces. Plenty of praise for bringing a fantastic and innovative gameplay style, and plenty of strategy into a genre that hadn't really experienced it so far. A gameplay style that's easy to pick up, but difficult to master. And overall, a game that's stifled by a lack of single-player campaign and long-term content. Now, hearing all these sentiments, I couldn't help but feel like I'd heard this whole situation unravel not that long ago, only just about a year, with a very similar spaghetti noodle armed game. Even more interesting to me are how similar the review scores have been for ARMS and Mario Tennis Aces, being within just a couple of points of each other. Now the reason this worries me is because ARMS' player base died off very early on with no second wind, and I think Mario Tennis Aces should have learned from that mistake so it doesn't go the same route. So here are the six crucial pitfalls that Mario Tennis Aces should have avoided just based off of ARMS' legacy. Number one, single player content. So let me set the scene for you. After the disappointing and lackluster launch of Mario Tennis Ultra Smash, players were chomping at the bit, ready to return to the standard that had been set by the GameCube and the N64 Mario Tennis games before. So here come the advertisements for Aces, and they start talking about a console single player experience starting to harken back to the old days of Mario Tennis. And players get remarkably excited, as they should be, because that is content that was missing in the Wii U. But whoops, here comes out the adventure mode, it's only about 52 seconds of cutscenes total, Four hours to beat, no impact on the multiplayer, and easy repetitive challenges. Does that sound familiar? Well, it should, because the exact same thing happened with ARMS' Grand Prix mode. Both single-player campaigns featured repetitive and easy challenges that didn't take long to beat, and in the end just felt tacked on and unaccounted for. In addition, they took what could have been amazing story setups, and just completely squandered them. In ARMS, none of the interesting or compelling characters that are set up in the roster are even developed on in any regard, except for wanting to be the best in the Grand pre-mode. And while Aces starts to develop a story, it doesn't explore it at all or have any kind of interesting plot development or anything for the characters. So why is it such a missed opportunity for these games to be lacking in single-player content? They both came out on a console that is very much tied to being played in handheld. And when you're playing in handheld, whoops, you're not gonna get a Wi-Fi all the time, so you can't do multiplayer as much as you'd like. So single-player needs to be rich. It needs to have something there instead of just feeling added on because of the sake of Oh, we gotta have single player in the game. If Aces had decided to follow in the footsteps of more traditional Mario Tennis games that had come out before on previous consoles, it would have had a fine enough single player that would have kept players engaged. But instead, it decides to go the arms route and pay off exactly the same. Number two, competitive multiplayer cheats. Aces competitive tournament is a lot of fun. It is hindered by the fact that types of characters are just so vastly better than others. Honestly, because you're an idiot if you don't pick a defensive player to play online because you're just going to lose to some Bowser Jr. who needs to pack his passport for how far he can jump across the map. Like seriously, what's Bowser Jr. going all the way across? My gosh, he has a car now. Nintendo might as well have just called arms jump dash throw repeat because that's all that's going to be happening for the entirety of the match. Whoever gets it off first wins and that's about it. It's a problem in the game design that was never fixed and thus hurt the game's chances of becoming a competitive centerpiece. Both games had core problems in the game design that needed to be fixed and rebalanced but end up neglected because of number three, maintaining a player base. In arms, you had 10 starting characters on the roster as well as five deals characters added over the course of months as well as respective stages for those characters. They didn't offer that much exciting and new content to keep players interested long term. 
Because really, if Nintendo was maintaining a player base, they wouldn't have stopped at five updates, especially if these updates were maintaining players to come back into the game. Aces seems to experience the same problem. Now, with 16 characters as a starting roster, but again, with five DLC characters added over the course of months by playing in online tournaments. Playing the online tournaments to experience them earlier, but otherwise, you're just going to get that after that month's respective tournament. In both cases, these roster changes just feel like breadcrumbs to bring players back in instead of something more exciting and meaty to get people back in and really start changing up what the game is. When I boot up a game that I haven't played in months and find that there's only one new character to play and that's it, I'm not keeping my interest in that game. Number four, customization. Now, ARMS had a fun mix and match of different gloves on different ARMS with different characters that allowed for some interesting strategy before the match and also during with the ability to bring three different types of gloves into a match. In addition, the game featured multiple color swaps for each of the different characters on its roster to choose from. But in the end, the slow and tedious process of unlocking coins to then unlock the customization from the minigame for actual proper decisions just felt hindered, so you actually couldn't use this customization to its fullest. Aces actually does a surprisingly good job at avoiding this problem because, whoops, there's no customization. The single player campaign already features multiple racket types. How do they not appear in the multiplayer modes? The costumes that are unlocked for characters feel pretty low and slow, and there's not a lot that's happening except for special events. Even after designing different variations of Wario and Waluigi in the single player, campaign, they don't let those costumes be playable in the actual multiplayer bits. Both games also lack the ability for players to decide on their own custom button configuration, which is ridiculous because of the depth of these two games, it would be remarkably more accessible to let players decide on how they want to control their game. But again, both games miss out on this opportunity. Number five, playing with friends. Now both games run into some issues here. In ARMS, playing with others leads to trouble with positioning and focusing in on specific characters in either the free-for-all mode or in doubles against two players. In addition, the game decides to tether together teammates in doubles mode, which is just a ridiculous amount of strategy that is completely lost by having to stick together. This is particularly prevalent in ARMS' premier multiplayer experience, the Doubles Grand Prix mode, which admittedly is fun to be playing with friends in arcade mode, but does get repetitive as does in single player. Asus hits all of these same pitfalls, but vice versa. Doubles is a joy to play with friends, but because of a lack of opportunity to play with friends online, as well as limited game modes and lack of complexity when playing with a local friend online, then you miss out on so many of the fun modes that this game has to offer. This might just be a personal grievance, but how is there no doubles opportunity in the adventure mode? In the cutscene that you see, play before the game, Peach is completely fine. How does she not come on with you to be played in the adventure mode in doubles? It just feels like another bit that Camelot and Nintendo missed out and put it into the game, and in the end, is going to hurt its overall longevity in the future. And finally, number six, minigames. Aces is missing missing a lot of the previous minigames from other Mario Tennis games, as well as none of the ones from the single-player campaign can be played with friends, which in the end just leads to all of the eggs being placed in one mode, and when that happens, the one mode is going to get stale very, very fast. While ARMS did feature three different minigames that were playable in both Party, Multiplayer, and Grand Prix, they were so formulaic and uninteresting and repeated so consistently in all modes that there was no depth into any of these game modes. A simple look at any of the previous Mario Tennis games can just show how awesome minigames would have worked in Aces, especially with all of the complexity in its gameplay mechanics. To finish up here, I want to talk about some of the games that Mario Tennis Aces should have learned from just from Nintendo itself. Number one has to be Splatoon 2, with five different worlds for the single-player campaign, as well as exciting boss fights and 32 missions of content, plus replayability with the different weapons, and now an Octo expansion adding on more difficulty and more content into this whole package. The single-player is rich enough in itself 
itself that you can just play that and be completely fine. But adding on to that, they also offer constant customization of Inkling with different armor and outfits and different weapon types and different subcategories onto each of those weapon types and armor types. This allows the gameplay to stay fresh and keep players coming back for new opportunities. There's multiple game modes constantly in rotation with a large variety of map types also switching around and also the open opportunity to switch out different modes and play with your friends. Mario Kart 8 also does a very strong job here. With 12 cups that are playable at 5 different settings of CC, equaling up to about 32 tracks, as well as a constant customization of carts and their parts unlocked through general gameplay in any mode, allows for the large roster of characters with different varieties to always be feeling fresh and keep players coming back for more. So in the end, is Mario Tennis Aces a bad game? Not by any stretch of the word. In fact, I actually took so long working on this episode because I've been wanting to play more and more Mario Tennis Aces and I can't stop myself, it's that good. My only thing is that it's unfortunate that the game missed so many of the marks that it could have hit and that we'd still be playing it years down the road. While the game is new, it is kind of hard to speak about its longevity, especially in contrast to ARMS when this one is the one that has the mustache on the cover. It does fall into a lot of the same pitfalls that Nintendo experienced with ARMS that it could have avoided if they just looked at their own year-old history. But hey, at least it's better than Ultra Smash. 